I tell them welcome to the gray area. The Los Angeles Lakers have had arguably one of the weirdest seasons in recent memory. A disinterested fan base who's been waiting for the playoffs, only to see that the playoffs might not look the way we thought it would. This is the gray area, and I am your host, Ray Jarvis. Showtime! Woo! With me is Ricky, friend of the show, voice of the late night Lake Show podcast. The face of the, how do you call it again? Uh, the Rob Palenka Secret Society. Am I, am I calling it yeah. right? I want you to coin that Lord correctly. Palenka Secret Society. That's right. We're doing, uh, we switch it up every season. So it might be something else. But right now we're rocking the Secret Society strong, bro. Dar, what's going on, man? Long time no talk, dog. You already know. I'm I'm here. I'm, it's It's been it's been a weird season on my end. I got a lot of Knicks fans shooting at me because, you know, I'm in the heart of the city. The Knicks are lit. The Lakers, not so much. It's been a lot of injuries, so I'm ducking and dodging, hoping the Nets put Bro, the Knicks in their place. Sure Low-key hoping that... The heat the, on both sides, dog. You get, you get Nets fans and Knicks fans, and then you got the Lakers, you know, kind of... Strud, you know, trudging along. Like the Knicks are a better seed than the Lakers right now, bro. I'm sure you are. You you fighting demons over there. Listen, listen. I won't front. I set trip with the Nets because I'm from Brooklyn. So I'm glad right. to see the Nets do well because the Knicks fans, they hate the fact that the Nets are there. But it's really annoying listening to Knicks fans. I just had a Knicks fan tell me yesterday that no one wants to play us. I kid you not, bro. I almost lost my life. Oh lunch. my god. He doesn't know. So, you know, being here in the city, well, the city, being here in Chicago, um, obviously we've had a long, long history with Tom Thibodeau and the Chicago Bulls, right? And obviously D. Rose is doing his thing over there with the Knicks right now. But the number one thing about Tom Thibodeau's team is he's going to squeeze every ounce of potential out of them in the regular season. Right, get everything they can out of Julius Randle in the in the entire Knicks squad right now, and they are showing what they do when you give maximum effort throughout the entire year. But it's going to show up pretty quick in the playoffs, and I'm praying for the Knicks to make it out of the first round. Trust me, I think that would be crazy for the NBA. It would be great for you know it's reigniting a fan base that's already you know back up thinking that they uh they they back in action right, <laughs> but they're going to be mildly surprised if not completely disappointed when everyone is looking around and their hands are on their knees because they're tired of course they're tired Tips just ran them into the ground the entire regular season so just just be weary Knicks fans there's a little bit of tread on them tires the roads ain't got that many miles left and that's the Chicago God so you know I say it out of experience just just don't be placing no crazy bets on your Knicks this year please Bruh. I beg you the thing that kills me is they've seen this movie so many times. You know yeah. how it ends. So I don't understand. They haven't seen it in a long time, though, Job. You got to give them that. I don't know, man. I don't want to hear from them. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't want to hear it. I don't. <laughs> but to the Lakers, man, it's yeah. been a weird time. I know I, I watch your Twitter feed. There's a, a large contingent of us who really don't care about these injuries. But then there's the other side who are like, oh, my God, is the playing. Are we going to repeat? Where are you at as far as concern level? One to ten. Let's get it out the way early. How concerned is Ricky about his Lakers? Yeah, you asked me this last week, and I probably say a 
in eight. Okay. Right? Like, this is when LeBron had went out. And, well, maybe a little bit more than a week ago. LeBron had came back, went out for his game. Anthony Davis was still struggling. Him and Andre Drummond didn't look like they knew how to actually play basketball together. Fast. Right. Um, it was all everybody fighting inside of a phone booth trying to get space for Anthony Davis. It wasn't working. It looked awful. So I was concerned. I was. You know what changed that? Anthony Davis stepping up to the plate last game and giving us a 42-piece catching oops, hitting threes, blocking shots, not looking like an all-star, looking like a superstar, okay. looking like he's a top five player in the league, looking like he is back at the throne of, hey, y'all remember when this happens, there ain't another big man in the league that's topping it. Now I don't care what you got to say about the dude in Denver. Not you, Jarv, I care what you got to say about him, but I'm saying <laughs> the continuance out there. Anthony Davis really lowered my concern temperature, brother. Like, I always assume that LeBron's going to come back, and maybe that's just me being a little naive and a little cocky about Superman, you know, showing a little wear and tear. I think he'll be straight. And with him coming back tomorrow, right, on Wednesday, um, I, I hope we see a good LeBron James. But the reason why I feel that my concern level is now at, like, a, a, a three or a two, is because of what AD did and just completely just, you know, put his foot on the opponent's neck. Mm, 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 mm. Facts. Talk about him. Listen, for me, from the day AD became a Laker, my energy has been get AD the ball, get out the way. Whether it's the low post, the mid post, the high post, the three-point line, get this man the ball. I think the most efficient Laker possession is when Anthony Davis gets to his spots and is free to operate. Um, I think for a little while there, LeBron James narrative chasing, I hate to say it, he kind of got in the way at AD. Most keen-eyed Laker fans remember game two of the finals, how AD got upset when he wasn't getting a rock, when he got off to that hot start, and Keith had to pull him aside and tell him to chill. We won the game, why are you mad? From that moment, it's been a little bit disjointed with LeBron and AD. I've been watching that game to game, and AD came in fat this season off the championship. He, you know, he was trying to play, play his way into shape, and it was a bit of a concern. But once he went out, and I remember when the schedule came out, I told people, I said, listen, there's going to be a lot of PTO this year for the Lakers. Early on, LeBron's going to live up to whatever he said. He's going to play games. But at a certain point, guys are going to miss time. I think LeBron James' injury was real, but it was a PTO situation. For AD, I think it was full-on PTO. He had his offseason during the season. Notice he, he dropped about 15 pounds during his injury time, huh? <laughs> so no, he's looking lean. Not. He's double jumping, triple jumping. He's contesting on defense. He's he's blowing up pick and rolls and then ch chasing that guard to the basket and blocking the shot, looking like the brand name. To me, the Lakers go as far as AD goes and being that the Portland game, he looked like a brand name. Okay, he followed that up with the Phoenix game, looking like the brand name. You telling me we getting the king back to add to that? A guy that I've had a love hate relationship with, but I game recognized game. I am not concerned. My concern level went up to a two last week. I am back down to zero. Maybe I'm arrogant. I don't know. But the difference is between us and them, Ricky, we've witnessed finals runs. We've witnessed championships. When we look around the Western Conference, I'm not afraid of any of these teams. I don't see a champion that doesn't look like the Lakers in the West. I think the Lakers' mm -hmm. biggest threat is out East. So I'm super cozy where we at right now. 
Well, I mean, you made a couple of great points, and I just, you know, find it hilarious that people aren't, you know, giving AD more shit for coming oh. back looking like Shaq Fact. off of a, you know, a championship run completely out of shape and stuff. And it's no surprise, right? He's more susceptible from getting banged and bruised. Mm-hmm. But my concern level was so high last week was because I personally, like, and I'm just, I was just only talking about this with people in DMs and privacy. I didn't link it onto the timeline. I was actually concerned AD was still hurt. Like, Facts. I did not like the way he was moving. Every time he fell, I personally had an anxiety attack. Like, oh, <laughs> this is it. Because you want to know why? With a healthy LeBron and a healthy Anthony Davis, I'm not concerned. The Lakers are going to win the NBA championship. I don't care who you matched up with. Again, that's just me being cocky, right? A healthy LeBron and a kind of healthy Anthony Davis, I get a little concerned. A healthy LeBron and a hurt Anthony Davis, alright, now you're putting too much on the man's shoulders, right? So my concern was all about, is AD back to full strength? And that, you know, I talked to a couple of, uh, you know, there's you know some doctors on Lakers Twitter, right? And they're just talking about, that's the ramp up progression mm-hmm. with players working back from injuries, right? Like, it's not always going to look great they're going to focus him doing certain things in certain situations it's going to be they're also not practicing together too right i saw the lakers practice yesterday for like the first time in over a month again and i just think that seeing 80s performance against portland and like you said against the sun that's what lowered the temperature in the room the dude that's in that hyperbolic chamber you know getting whatever type of vitamins in his knees and in his ankles right now I think he gonna be all right and if he all right and if this is the ad oh we good we could do that if he's all right we're all right let's talk about it but let's I want to ask you a question about the organization you know it doesn't get talked about enough but we talk about these things here because we might be biased but we're realists do you think that the Lakers overall play too dangerous of a game taking the regular season as lightly as they have as far as their superstars and how they've load managed without not necessarily saying they were load managing i think it's a dangerous game that they were playing to this point how do you feel when i say that i you know i would agree if it wasn't a an older roster okay. you know i think when we say they're playing a dangerous game it's the combination of you know this is a newer collection of players together mm-hmm. and by sitting you know your stars or you know letting n- not necessarily taking the the grinded out games as seriously of course that opens up the you're more susceptible for being not as sharp when right. it matters most the nba season you know we were on our shortest break of the year so there's the argument that hey i you know <laughs> I was just playing basketball two months, you know, two and a half months ago. Like, nothing really has changed that much. And then you combine it with these guys, you know, LeBron's going to need his rest. I think he was on an MVP run. Right. So that kind of goes in the face of, you know, the PTO days. I think LeBron, once he got hurt, was like, all right, good to go. All right, we're going to take a step all the way back and rest. The AD, you know taking a chill pill to go back into this season. I have to feel like, Jarv, that was 100% about him thinking that he needed or somebody gave him advice saying, you need to just do nothing mm-hmm. and let your body rest and do the shack mode and use the season to ramp up your, your body. 
to us as fans, though, bro, it's, it's infuriating. It's, you know, you want to be able to defend the championship as a fan base while saying, but look, we, we coming right back at it. And it's hard when your players are in and out the lineup, not looking as sharp. The Lakers' turnovers this year, it's a night and day. Oh. They were such a better team taking care of the basketball last year than they are this year. You could say it's a Rondo dynamic. You could yeah. say it's a Schroeder dynamic, right? It's a focus I dynamic. Yeah, right, right. It's a focus dynamic at the end of the day. and But at the real end of the day, I kind of got to bet that you give this Lake squad 72 games to, you know, F off three, or, you know, 10 or 11 of them in totality, try for another 70% of them, and then really laser focused in for another 10 to 15% of them. I think they think that's good enough to repeat as NBA champions. And well, we ain't got no choice today Fact. being May 11th, year of our Lord, 2021, with four games left in the regular season, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think the situation that bothered me the most was I would have liked it if AD actually somehow looked like he tried to do something besides eat during the offseason. Right. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's all personal when it comes to AD because... I, I have a lot of stock in this man. He he is, he is my Coinbase stock, okay, when it comes to the Lakers. So yeah. I need AD to be – I don't want to have to feel like I need to sell that stock. So when I saw him in the beginning of the season and then you watch inside the NBA and, it, and their players saying, we know one guy for sure took the offseason off and, it, and, and it's out of shape and they're clowning AD. His stomach is kind of coming over his his shorts, he, looking like he's in his 15th year in his, in, of his career. That that bothered me. So, but, I, but then again, because I'm a conspiracy theorist, I feel like as soon as he went out, when he went out, I was like, okay, he signed a deal. The team told him, give us about the first, let's say, 25 to 30% of the season and then go sit down and get right. Okay? Because of the fact that I always go back to he gave us five years, I think that there's a different kind of relationship here. It's definitely a family bond. He's he's not an import. You know, players coming like Kawhi, you know, we're going we to throw the shade, signing two plus ones or one plus ones, not fully committing. AD committed to us. And because of that, he's a lot of some equity. So I needed to get out of my feelings. And I would say that I officially got out of my feelings with the Suns game. I'm like, this is that guy. Who has an answer for him on offense? Who has an answer for him on defense? Nobody. <laughs> this is nobody. this is actual talk. I'm no, not even nobody, flexing. Bro. There's no answer for not AD. Even, not even the future MVP. And I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion now that Jokic is the new you know, shining story this year. And hey, Facts. nothing against the Joker. That man is He's the goods. a generational talent having an amazing year. I do want to preface it, which I think we talked about last time I was on this show, Jar, that the man plays one half of the basketball court. Yeah. If healthy, Facts. give me the guy that is just as equally as gifted on offense and 19,000 times better on defense than him and Anthony Davis. Like, like I was, I'm completely, 100%, I had the same mindset as you. It's like, bruh, you a little too young to be uh, saying, I'm going to just take a break. Like, there is no breaks, Anthony Davis. You are in the prime of your career. Load the body back Facts. up. Go ahead and eat some more burgers in the offseason, but lift more weight. That's right. how you get out of shape, right? Get swole for the offseason. You don't get to get. You don't even look like you get fat. 
We saw it. Uh-huh. And that's frustrating. But uh, apparently, I love the point you said that that buy-in, that relationship. You know, hey, I'm committed to you. I'm gonna chill out for a little bit because my body kind of hurts. And AD played through an injury the entire playoffs. He did, right? I think he wanted to buy that back in his body, and he bought, you know, bit into, you know like what? you said, 30 percent of the start of the season. That's a fair take because. Pelicans AD doesn't play on that heel injury that could have become much worse. We saw what that ankle injury did to Kobe in 2013. That ankle became the Achilles. People don't remember that. So for him to give us that and the Great ring, point. you're right. He 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 earned his equity. But I have some beef now. I got to talk about it. <laughs> I'm you know what? I'm a guy who podcasts. I love this media game. Full disclosure, because people love to shoot at me when I say what I'm about to say. I get upset at national media and I try to avoid it because they have this habit of misinforming people. After Friday night's Portland loss, all outlets said the the, the play-in bracket is set. The Lakers are going to be in the play-in. The, you got the alerts to your phone. They're not saying that if things hold, the Lakers would be in the play-in. They already have us in the play-in, Ricky. But then I look at the NBA schedule. Portland has to play Phoenix and they have to play Utah, and they're only a game and a half ahead of us. They're about to be a game up after the Knicks deal, you know, after we deal with the Knicks. So you mean to tell me if we win out and Portland drops those two games to the teams who are chasing each other for the number one seed, that we couldn't be the sixth seed? Why are they pushing this Laker in a playing narrative? I, I like, I'm, I'm frustrated by that. Like that's fake news, oh. literally. Well, you know, you know the reason, John. It Talk is, to me. it is the the reason why. If that game would be the most watched game uh-huh. in the entire playoff. It is an opportunity to see LeBron James go up against Steph Curry once again. And nobody cares True. if it's a play-in tournament for the 7th and 8th seed. Nobody cares that there's four games left in the season and the Trailblazers' schedule is hell in the South. This <laughs> is all about propaganda and when you got to push the narrative of this is going to be the biggest game and play in tournament history well no well no duh it's the season two of playing tournaments existence but i think you and i can both agree that's must see television and the nba is going to say that's a win for them and justification for having to play in tournament for the rest of eternity if they can get that type of matchup I'm with you, though, bro. I don't see a clean set of wins for the Trailblazers, which makes me think tonight's Knicks game is so important to the Lakers. Like, the Trailblazers got to pretty much bottom out. Like, it's an inverse. Trailblazers got to go, you know, one and three. Lakers got to go three and one, you know, type of thing. Or Lakers got to go perfect. So, the start to that would be the Lakers got to take care of business. And if they don't beat the Knicks, then I'm probably going to say it's a foregone conclusion. Right. Because, yes, let's say they beat the Rockets, Pacers, and Pelicans. Portland just needs to win one more game out of the three to lock up their seat. So, you know, it's the combination of it, it's more likely than not the Lakers are going to be in the play-in. Plus, it's a much better story to say that the Lakers are in the play-in against the Warriors. Then. But the problem is it might happen. You know what? You're right. Let me, let's, let me establish that. You are 100% correct. But the problem I have with it is the playing tournament, it's not even NCAA format where loser goes home. 
if Golden State or the Lakers lose that game, they get another shot at the eighth seed. So it's not like the, the stakes aren't as high as they want you to believe it is. That's why I'm like, why are you pumping this? I like to play it, be clear. But stop using my team for clicks and hype when there's a 45 to 50% chance that they're going to be the sixth seed playing the Clippers in the first round anyway. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm annoyed by ESPN, NBA TV, all the other streaming services with, with a sports network. They're making me angry, bro. I know, man. But but you know why they do. And <sighs> they just they, they feed off of your irritation, too. The Skip Bayless oh, yeah. you know, syndrome. By simply having a reaction to their idiocracy right idiocracy, you are now like feeding into the into the beast right mm. but you're right you say you don't you don't talk about or anything like that i don't give no uh outlet no personality online that wants to troll or just say some dumb stuff for engagement any of my shine even if i'm trying to call them out right like that means there's people that follow me still see their goofiness so mm-hmm. i'm i'm with you blind eyes to it but this is Stuff, right? Let's, let's talk about how Steph Curry gonna get 40 pieces about against the Lakers, but pretend like it's actually gonna be a close game. Jeez. I, you know, I, that's what gets the people turned into first take and get up every morning. Just, Yo, the, the Debate <laughs> TV, I'm on wax saying this. Debate TV has ruined sports coverage. I, I'm not even gonna get on my, my, my soapbox right now. I could get into that for hours, but uh, yeah, I've been again. I, I'm a tip in my hand here. I, I watch your tweets. Seems like you have an issue with a certain import from the buyout market. Last uh, name Drummond, first name Andre. What's beef, bro? Okay, so this I think this is like my first official outlet, not on my own show, where I get to talk about what my problems are with Mr. Andre Drummond. It's free oh, smoke from my, that, my point of view, bro. The fact that me, myself, not playing organized basketball since high school, and Andre Drummond have the same amount of post repertoire <laughs> is a problem with me. Facts. Right? The man, and I'm not trying to go Stephen A. Smith, Kwame Brown, right? But the man does not have like a refined post game in the slightest. He has that running to the middle of the paint hook shot, which looks like he practices just as much as he shoots threes. Right during practice, I don't like that part of you being big sometimes, a lot of times, for no reason. Problem number oh, two. Oh no, you saying he's big for nothing? Don't do that. <laughs> his, his, he has the he has the worst hands I have seen on a Lakers big in years, bro. Like when you was, like, let's just take Tark Black for example. When you did a post-entry pass to Tark Black, where'd the ball go? Into his hands. It didn't bounce around like we playing ping pong or skee-ball. It stayed in his hands. Watch tonight's game. I'm not trying to criticize the man. It's frustrating as a former little big man Uh that every ball that touches his hands bounces off of it. Even if he gets the rebound, he is not engulfing. He is not gobbling up. He is not catching clean rebounds. Yeah, where that's going to bite us in the ass. In the playoffs. When you play folks like Rajon Rondo, who thrive off of 
Oh, no, I know he's going to bobble it at least once. Let me stick around for a second, see if I can get a quick little steal. I'm pretty sure we've seen this. Multiple plays where Andre Drummond should have had a clean rebound, and he ended up, you know, letting it, you know, cough out of his hand. That's frustrating to me as somebody that actually watches post-basketball play, wants to see, like, some mm-hmm. go-to things that I can be like, at the end of the day, Anthony Davis's face-up game, you're a barbecue chick. His post-up game, he can turn around for the face. He can spin middle. He can go and give you the hook shot. He can back out, and he can spin take the jumper in your face. I can't say one thing besides that weak sweeping hook uh. from Andre Drummond that is an actual post move, and it's frustrating, bro. Well, two things I have to say to that. Frank Vogel needs to eliminate the Andre Drummond post-up from the playbook. We have one big whose job is to score. We need Andre Drummond to basically be a combination of both JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard from last season, which means rim runner, not post-up player, play defense, play, be able to switch and go lateral with some of these guards, you know, be a good help defender, catch lobs, and stay the hell out of the way. That is your job on this team. So I have to get that out the way first. My next question is, and I was in a group chat and someone made this point. I can't remember their name, but it was kid. It was like, it's one thing to be in Detroit and then go to Cleveland. And, and then it's another to go to Tinseltown to compete for a championship. Maybe Andre Drummond is just looking funny in the light, bro. I... I think, I think what everybody has been, not everybody, there have been sections of the fan base, sections of NBA Twitter outside the fan base that said, hey, um, Andre Drummond, his totals and box scores looks good. Those 2020 games look fine, but a lot of those are because he's catching his own misses and getting the rebounds and putting those back in. Bro, if that isn't the the most God-honest truth, about what was to come for the Lakers, I don't know what is. So I can't say that, you know, he's looking funny in the light because apparently he's been looking funny in the darkness. Oh. He's been looking funny in the shade. Oh. It's just nobody's been paying attention. And when folks say, hey, he look, he gonna look funny over there. And we're like, no, 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 he about to be a Laker. He all good. He just needs to raise his intensity level. Because they also said that he seemed like he could pack it in some games and not show, you know, that he's locked in. I knew that wouldn't be an issue. You're playing with Anthony Davis, your buddy-buddy, and you're playing for the Lakers trying to go on the championship. We could cross that off. I just assumed the rest would fall in line and he would have easier shots to take, right, get easier dunks. Now, granted, he hasn't played with LeBron. Right. So there could be a lot more easier points. But bro, LeBron's going to open up the trust Andre Drummond to catch eat, uh, clean lobs? Mm. Mm. Tough question. I don't, like, I don't, I'm not saying I don't trust him. I'm just saying somebody throws a lob up to Andre Drummond. Like, somebody throws a lob up to AD. I'm thinking, oh, what sexy shit, uh, what stuff, excuse me, is AD about to do with it in the air? Right. I, they throw a lob to Andre Drummond. I don't know if he's going to catch it clean. I don't know if he's going to bring it back down right. so a smaller defender can knock it out of his hand. It's a question mark. So well, I can't guarantee and say that, you know, I think it's going to get easier for the man. I think this is who the man is, and I maybe just need to adjust my TV sets and uh, expectations for what to get out of him. Well, this is where I'll say LeBron, the leader, is going to come into play. Because I fully anticipate that he, while he's not Kobe, 
he expects certain things from his role players. And if a few of those lob passes get dropped, he's either going to get balked at or LeBron's going to give Vogel that look. And we'll be seeing more of Mark Gasol and Montres Harrell. Uh, speaking of Mark Gasol and Montres Harrell, we're looking at the role players. The playoffs are on the horizon. I won't ask you to go through like different rotations of who you'd like to see play with who, right? But what I'd like to know from a person who watches his team nightly closely is if you had to pinpoint two players that are the most important to our postseason success, not named Anthony Davis and LeBron James, who would they be? Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it gets more obvious as the game goes on how important Alex Caruso is to winning mm-hmm. basketball. Facts. Quality like, role player. Like, you, you know, put that in initial caps on the front of his desk when he walks into the office. Quality role player, right? Lakers can win without KCP going unconscious from three, right? The Lakers really just need a player to get hot from three a game, right? Whether that's him or Macklemore. So, to me, it's not always the the shooting. It's what is the everything. In this NBA, you don't have anybody to make star guards uncomfortable. You are dead. Indeed. And that's exactly what Alex Russo does. Someone asked to see the... Uh, the best defensive guard in the NBA right now. I don't. I'm not going to say that. I just think he's up there in consideration. But you know what you right? get in like, scrappiness wise. You know, like you know, let's talk about it. I think he should be in consideration on a all defensive team this year. We'll we'll see how that nets out. I know they like to you know do our Lakers dirty with these awards, but long story short, Caruso has got to be in that you know consideration. After him, I'm not going to lie. I think it's up to the community. Like, last year, <laughs> what was the notion with our Lakers charge? It was LeBron and AD mm-hmm. and anyone else. Just do some good stuff. I think the, we're back the sliding in, scale of the, third option? Yeah, I remember. Right, the, the sliding scale of third option. You go this year, you know, I, I look at Kuz. Kuz is hit or miss, right? He is still, he has raised his defensive intensity. He has raised his um, activity as an off-ball defender, rebounder, slasher as a scorer. So we love him. But Kuz isn't necessarily a linchpin for the Lakers winning or losing a game. Dennis Schroeder has been out. And it seems like the Lakers can still hum Fact. along without him. He's going to be important. But each game that Caruso fills that void of, bro, you kind of don't need to be in the starting lineup if we keep it in a buck, Dennis. And Dennis wants to, no, I'm going to be a starter. Like, that kind of diminishes his value. So I can't necessarily say he's the next most important option. So I, I'm going to stop rambling, Jarv. I honestly think that that next slot afterwards, it's, it's a little bit of that sliding skill. All I know is the Lakers need a healthy Alex Russo to, you know, be there when it matters most. Because we know who's going to be on the court when it matters most. And he's one of those five players. You know what? I think the rambling was perfect because it kind of embodied your whole opinion and the reality of our team. No one player has consistently stepped up to be, air quote, fourth guy. But Mm -hmm. I'm going to dare to try and put some pressure on two players. 
In the, in my opinion, it's the two keynote acquisitions of the offseason. It's going to be Schroeder and Trez for me. Because I think for the Lakers to properly dominate, not just win and skate by and have some dogfights on their way to a championship, but to look like a version of the team that won last year, who in my opinion, whether it was the bubble or crowds or whatever pre-COVID, the playoffs would have looked exactly the same. People are no people. You just can't deal with us, especially when we turn up that level defensively. I don't even now. There's no team that can reach that level of swarming that we get to when we decide that we want to lock in. But nope. I'm looking at the offensive side of the ball. Rondo in the playoffs opened up our half court offense. Once LeBron had a chance to to be a decoy in a sense and pull people away from Rondo. Rondo took advantage of every opportunity allotted to him and created for others. To me, Schroeder has to be that. He's a better offensive weapon skill-wise. Maybe not a better floor general, of course not. But as far as scoring the ball, he's better than Rondo has ever been. And when you have AD and Braun on the floor and they, they love to throw the word gravity around, it's a big thing in today's NBA, Diaz has to take advantage of that. So I'm looking at him as a key piece. We know what Caruso can do defensively, but we can't really trust Caruso to get a bucket. And when we go on those lulls offensively, we might need a lay or a clutch midi or a clutch three. The ball's going to end up in Schroeder's hands. He needs to make that shot. The same goes for Montrez. We need that presence. We need that tenacity. We need those easy buckets when AD might not feel like banging for a couple of quarters. I think Montrez has to come in and do the job. And you know what? Honorable mention for me has to be Marc Gasol. He's starting to look like the guy that we signed in the first place the last few games next to AD, which makes me feel like the fix has been in all along. And all the vets said, you know what? We don't care where we play. We can play anywhere. The crowds are not even that serious, so there's no real home court advantage. We're going to bust ass in the playoffs. So I'm looking at Marcus Gasol as that, you know, third option on the bench or the role player rotation. When it comes to Kuz, I'm out on Kuz. I, put it this way. I'll be honest with you. Even when Kuz blew up in the summer league and Laker fans gravitated towards him and it was Zoe and Kuz and it was the future, I kept telling people, B.I. is that guy. I don't know what y'all looking at. Kuz has more to prove because I think he was a three or four year player in college. You know, he wasn't getting that NBA bag. He wasn't getting that lottery money. He had something to prove. There was a chip on the shoulder. B.I. had Kobe's locker. He had the pressure of being a number two pick. He had to find his way. So it was different levels of pressure. You, if Kuz didn't play well, he just didn't play. If B.I. didn't play well, B.I. was in the news in the L.A. Times, the USA Today's, all over the nation, ESPN. So, but I kept telling people, I said, B.I. is that guy. To me, Kuz is exactly who I thought he was. A streaky shooter, streaky scorer, who's going to do three or four things that make you scratch your head. So, whatever Kuz gives us is a bonus. The same for KCP. I've never loved KCP, full disclosure. But I know what he did for us in the playoffs last season. And if he gives it to us again, I'll take it. But I have no expectations of these men. They are who I think they are. They are. They are who we think they are. That's the truth, man. I mean, I'm, when we have this conversation about who's most important, we also got to talk about who's going to be there right. for most important minutes. I have been in Bully Ball Trez's camp 
you know, since the day he became a Los Angeles Laker. He was, you know, him and Julius Randle, who we're going to watch tonight for the Knicks, uh, you know, that's the style of basketball that I gravitate towards, right? Imposing basketball. Oh, man, basketball. Basketball is not supposed to be all nice and sunshine and rainbow. Sometimes you got to let somebody know when they're too small to be in the same vicinity as you. That's how Trez plays, and I love that in him. I don't know if Trez is going to physically be on the court for all of those high-pressure situations. You're starting to see a little bit more tinkering now that uh, Gasol is being, you know, reincorporated back into the lineup. You're starting to see a glimpse of Trez and Gasol together and to transition right into your initial point. I want to see those two guys play more ball and sesto together, right? Why can't Marcus Gasol be the point forward out there? You know, he's the big dude, but he's out there on the three-point line. I have not seen Mark really try to get down there and dunk a basketball probably since 1945. Saving those bumps for the playoffs. <laughs> Where Has to be. is Trez? Trez is in the paint, and he is baseline extended. That is his domain, or he's doing a screen pick and roll. Can you do a screen pick and roll between those two? Of course not. But that's why you have... THT out there because you know Mark is going to gravitate towards the three-point line. Trez can be that role man in the pick and roll scenario. Now you got a three-point threat. You got an athletic guard driving to the hoop and now you have another athletic big uh, driving as well. If they are going to save that for the playoffs like like Frank Vogel likes to do apparently I'm with that. Then I'm with Trez skyrocketing up there to important pieces i'm just you know I, i'm just not sure if trez is going to be there if they're prioritizing some of these other lines you know i guess we gotta wait and see um i'm not i'm not in a position right now or in the mind frame to, to look at vogel and start yelling because he did a hell of a job in the postseason but i will say this season when the playoffs begin i'd like a little more offensive creativity I don't want to see the LeBron holding the ball for 18 out of 24 seconds. The passive to well offense, I call it. We have players on the floor who can flourish in the pick and roll, who can handle the ball and make things easy for LeBron. And I need LeBron. He's a control freak too. We get it. But I think it'll be in his best interest to take a step back this year. You don't have to be the point guard you were last year. Let Les Schroeder run some pick and rolls on the, on the wing with Montrez and make teams pick, make teams guess. Because now you have to play him honest if you have LeBron on the other side of the floor daring you to do something stupid. And he, and you know LeBron's one of the best cutters in the league. If you make that mistake, he's lashed to the basket for the finish. So I'm just saying, Frank, get a little more creative. We won the championship. And God damn it, we won a parade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Last question for you before I let you get out of here. If you had a preference going back to the play-in, play-off discussion, would you prefer to stay in the play-in, win the play-in, be the seventh seed, and potentially play Phoenix? Or do you want to be the sixth seed and play the Clippers? I don't care. Okay. I don't. I thought I cared, and I thought that I preferred that the Lakers tune up and do the Warriors play in and then line up against the Suns as the 2-7 matchup instead of moving up and uh, leapfrogging Portland. And that would obviously mean a date with the Clippers in the first round. Um, I thought that was my my preference. 
Okay. Then I started thinking, the Clippers getting bounced in the first round to the Lakers. Delicious. Like, not even seeing them in the conference semis or the, you know, Western Conference Finals. I need it. That, that, that would continue the curse of them never seeing a conference final. That would end any type of discussion about, oh, the Clippers would have won if X, Y, and Z. You didn't make it out the first round. So I actually am rooting for a Lakers-Clippers first-round matchup. Yes, I think it would be a tougher series than against Phoenix. I don't you know. I think Phoenix did a slap on the back. Great job this year. Get them next time, sport. Fan base is reinvigorated, but, you know, it's time for them to pack it up if they see Bron Bron and AD, you know, 90% healthy. Um, but I think my sights are set on getting my slander properly in order for when the Lakers knock Kawhi and uh, Pandemic P about the playoffs. Because they already started with the excuses. Paul George talking about after the Knicks game, something's been bothering with him. I, you know, I don't know. If oh, yeah. You already know how. He, like, so he knows he's first round food. He, he knows. And then you see that more of this, hey, Kawhi's been playing hurt for a while, guys. Like, hey, does anyone know Kawhi's actually playing hurt? Like, it almost seems like they put the story out there to start circulating that, oh, no, Kawhi, I think it was, it's either his foot or his hand. Like, he's actually playing with a, you know, a bad foot, I believe it is. It might be his hand. I, don't, I forget which one. Regardless, they're starting to leak out there that he's not too he's not in great of shape. So, the question begs to be answered, would you rather be the Lakers, where your guys were hurt for the back third quarter of the season and now are getting healthy for the last five games or would you be like the Clippers who have been you know hot for most of the season relatively but now you're starting to hear some rumblings and bubblings about your superstars starting to uh you know come apart just a little bit I think I know which team I want to be supporting you know what I'm saying so I think it. Um, if the Clippers fans are getting nervous they should be and just wait just wait until that seating gets matched up. But, John, what you think? What you prefer, bro? Uh, you know, I'll say this. For the lore, I would have preferred to wait to play the Clippers in the conference finals or the conference semis. Just for the story, the the, the excitement, you know? Kind of like back in 2017 when KD was a warrior and the whole NBA world was fiending for game one of the finals, the rematch in 2017. Kyrie, LeBron, KD, Steph, Clay. I wanted that energy, but then because they decided to kick us when we were down, it's not like the Lakers fell off with AD and LeBron on the floor. Hell, we were holding for it with just LeBron and AD out. For people to act as though we're sorry all of a sudden with our superstars out, Clipper fans talking crazy, retweeting comments and things of that nature as if we're dead. I want all the smoke. I don't care about Phoenix. Honestly, Phoenix shouldn't want to see us or Golden State in the first round. If you really want me to be honest with you, you know, I don't care about the Suns. The Suns are a cool story, but I'm looking at the Clippers. I need us to get to the sixth seed. I want, I want to ruin the, the Mets of basketball because I'm a Met fan, so I understand the energy. I want to ruin that. These people are sticking their chest out too much. It's a lot of flexing going on when in reality, 
the PG and, and Kawhi experiment has been a disappointment, if you really want to call it. They haven't had a dominating regular season yet. They've had a lot of injuries. They had a deflating playoff exit, and yet their fans are too litty for me. So therefore, I need to succeed. I need the hallway series. I need a five or a six piece with a couple of biscuits and a lemonade and getting them out in the first round. I need all of it. Yes, sir. I need all of it. But um, before I let you go, this is another fun time. You're going to be back during the playoffs. I'm letting you know that right now. We're going to figure it out schedule-wise, but you will be back during the playoffs. But before you go, I need you to identify yourself, let them know where they can find you on social media, your podcast, and anything else you have going on currently. Yeah, John. You know, as always, it's uh, it's all love coming on to the show. I love I love chopping it up with you, man, talking hoops. Um, you guys, you know, I am one of two of the Late Night Lake Show podcast. Uh, you can find that wherever you get you guys' podcasts. It's been a little bit of a, a hiatus for a couple of weeks. Actually, John, I'm chopping it up with you before I record my own show. <laughs> well, you so get the, the, the pregame stretch in with me. There you go. You know, I, uh, you know, we got busy stuff going on, you know, uh, just keep an eye out, not to give too much away. Just keep an eye out for Creative Eye Studios. Um, it will be it will be launching sometime here uh, in the next month or so. We got a lot of great stuff, a lot of great content that uh, we want to share with you guys and support a lot of Fact. you know uh, dope dope content creators. Hopefully, Jarv one day, but don't tell him myself. Uh. So uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's all love, man, and we can't wait to, uh, to continue to grow and uh, do great stuff and uh, share share the good content with these folks. You know. So Appreciate it, man. I appreciate you coming on, man. Um, and if you need me for a playoff pregame, just holler at your boy. You know I'm down. Absolutely. You you already know, man. We we gonna get it going soon. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, bro. We'll talk soon. All right, John. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. As much as you want to believe otherwise, we good in Lakertown, baby. The next episode, I have a special treat, though. We gave you the all overrated team. Now we're going to go positive. The NBA all time underrated team featuring the homie Mace is up next. So make sure you tap in for that. And as the saying goes, whether you like it or don't like it, sit down and look at it because it's the best going today. Woo! Perfect.